Hey everybody, welcome to the Resilient Woman Podcast. I'm your host, Dejanae Singleton. And on this show, you will hear stories of inspiration, resilience, and success from women who've overcome the challenges of life and pursued their dreams. And we're not gonna be low, oh, you say I Dr. Gabrielle Fushi, Doctor of Ministry. Dr. Gabrielle was born in Chapel Hill, North Carolina. Dr. Gabrielle Fushi has 15 years of creating and demonstrating successful leading, managing, delivering evidence-based curriculum, faculty recruitment for the most vulnerable populations. She has facilitated leadership and capacity building training for Grantee of Children Home Society of Greensboro, North Carolina. Dr. Gabrielle was an adjustment professor at Christ College RDU. She has earned her BBA with a concentration in management at North Carolina Central University and Masters of Divinity program from Epic School of Theology, as well as her Doctor of Ministry with a concentration in Biblical Studies. She is a co-founder of a Building Community Matter Incorporation. Building a community incorporation serves with less fortunate people with everyday basis needs, recovery of self-worth and self-esteem, career building, financial literacy, and much more. She has launched several businesses. During 2019, she served as a volunteer for AmeriCorps. She served during the pandemic COVID-19. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Resilient Woman Podcast. Today, we have a special guest, my friend, Gabrielle Fushi, a.k.a. Gabby in the building. Hey, hey. she out here. She out here. Gabby, how you doing today? What's up? I'm doing great. I would just like to say thank you for uh, inviting me to your podcast. I'm excited to be here. I'm excited to empower women. I'm excited for everything that you have going on. Yes. I'm excited. So right now I'm actually in New Jersey with Gabby. Uh, shout out to, to New Jersey's in the house. It's like counting New Jersey on my podcast. We need somebody from New York. So if you, if you know me, you know, hit me up. Anyways, so yes, I've known Gabby since 2019 when I moved out to New Jersey. We met through Cadian and we went to church together. We've hung out, got to get to know each other. And this is a woman of God right here. She has Thanks an amazing God. story, an amazing testimony that we're going to get to hear today. And I just I just want to give her the floor to share her letter. She created a letter through her class, the Ellie School of Leadership, where they mm. wrote a letter to sin. Mm-hmm. And in and, and our relationship with the Lord, we, we, we define sin as the things that are wrong, that go against what God wants us to do. And so in the letter, she goes into detail and she addresses the sin in her life. And she is saying, hey, this is what it is. This is what it ain't going to be. This is what it was, but it ain't going to be exactly. like that no more. And exactly. so we we just can't wait to hear Gabrielle's letter to sin. So Gabby, take it, take it out. All right. Thank you, Des. So um, I'm going to start with just uh, the introduction. And this is how, you know, the, the letter starts. So it says, dear sin. Today is the day that I will no longer be a part of you or you a part of me. 
after years of confusion, betrayal, abuse, lies, and etc. It has taken me many years to really understand what you were doing to me spiritually. During my tender younger years, uh, you had me very, uh, you had very close family members sexually abuse me for many years. I had no clue what you were doing to me. I felt numb. You sin made me feel hopeless and I didn't have a purpose in life. I hid my emotions behind the abuse and I was unable to speak up or to speak out. I felt like Satan had my mouth. I felt like it was my fault. Why sin? Why would you come into a church going family? Why sin? Would you attack me and torture me for many years in my nightmares? Sin, you forced me to be around certain people who hurt me the most. Sin, you caused me to be very afraid of certain men. You caused me to be very uncomfortable around men I could trust. Sin, you had me in a horrible relationship with people who would never love me the way that God loves me. Sin, at one point you wanted me to commit suicide and he wanted me to live a life of lies. I lived many years in sexual identity confusion. In the book of 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20, do you not know that your bodies are a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own, you were bought at a price. Therefore, honor God with your body. In the book of Psalms 34 and 17, the righteous cries out and the Lord hears them. He delivers delivers them from all of their sins and sorry, all of their troubles. Sin, you took me through many years of headache, pain, lies, betrayal, and sickness. You tried to hold me under many panic attacks, anxiety attacks. You tried to make me into a woman of control, pride, arrogance, ego, fear, anxiety, stress, and worry. I say today, sin, goodbye. And I have absolutely nothing to do with you. You will no longer talk to me. You will no longer keep me in fear. You will not make me afraid of what God has in store for me. You will not take my mind, my body, or my soul. I choose to forgive everyone who hurt me. Sin goodbye. I'm not afraid of all the things that you tried to make me afraid of. I'm stronger. I'm wiser. And I'm better because of what Christ has done for me. I'm cleansed and I'm set free. Whom the Son sets free is free indeed. I will walk in confidence knowing that the Lord is with me and the Lord is for me. Greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. I'm more than a conqueror through Jesus Christ. I am a daughter of God. I'm a future wife. I will bear children that will worship and praise God. My identity is now daughter of the most high God. I have a father and he guides me, protects, provides, and preserves me. I am who God says I am. I'm not a label. I'm not a ism. I'm a daughter of God. I am a daughter of God. Control, pride, ego, arrogance, lust, identity, confusion, anything that has happened to me in the past is over. I've prepared myself to cross over to the other side to be with the Lord. I am a child of God. This time, I'm not afraid to give God my all, withholding nothing. Every curse, every wicked thing, every unrighteous thing is broken off of my life in the name of Jesus. I'm covered by the blood of Jesus, and I overcome because of the blood of Jesus and the word of my testimony. Every hurt, every pain um, you caused in my life only led to a greater testimony of the love of God and his abundant grace, signed by the blood of Jesus 
daughter of God, Gabrielle Fushi. Praise God. Praise God. That is so powerful. Man, when I heard this for the first time on Good Friday. So you actually, Gabby was able to share this letter to sin in front of, I don't even know how many people, but it's like a congregation yeah. full of people. Um, and she shared it for the first time there. Was it, your, was it your first time? That was my first time ever sharing my testimony with some of the people even there that at the church. And I've been there almost two years. And when you shared that, that letter to sin, what happened after church that night? Oh, man. Um, many of the women came up to me and was like, you're very courageous. You're very brave. And they were saying how many things they had gone through because of their childhood, um, the abuse, the sexual abuse that happened to them. Um, and unfortunately, many of them were abused by close family members, just like me. So they felt like they were alone. Yeah. And then because you, man, I was literally the person I was sitting next to broke out in tears in the middle of her sharing her letter. So it was it was hidden hard. And when you spoke about how the confusion came, you spoke about how the mistrust in other men and certain men came because of what happened to you. So walk us through that. What was what was going through your mind? What made that that trust all of a sudden become trust? How did you even work through that process? I'm so glad you asked. So what happened is um, I transitioned from North Carolina to New Jersey and I was able to be here with my best friend and her father. And, you know, slowly but surely we, 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 we began to get a relationship as a, a daughter and a father. And I started to call him dad, you know, he's my dad. And I started to see that God was restoring me to show me what a father really truly looks like through my best friend's father. And then on top of it, he was so gracious to me that he showed me through the, the pastor at the church because he, he was very trustworthy. Like I felt like he was, he was a type of person you could talk to and he wasn't trying to get anything out of you. He wasn't trying to manipulate you. He literally wants to just follow Christ. So I was trying to, I was, I was able to see that uh, a very different idea identity level of what men look like um when they when it comes to true men of god too as well yeah and we we were just talking about this <laughs> i feel like me and gabby yeah. have a podcast episode every time we yeah speak. <laughs> absolutely we do we do we do we, you were just talking about how even the brothers at the church mm -hmm. had even helped you oh yeah through that healing process so how did, how did the brothers at the church oh, man. help oh. you get your breakthrough? Man, let me tell you, first of all, because none of them approached me as in wanting to be in a relationship. That was number one. Um, uh, just solely we're seeking God together. And I never, ever, ever in my life witnessed uh, men of God just going after God. Um, and I had a brother who invited me and many of my other sisters in Christ together as group activities. And it just made me feel like this is truly my brother, and we're from different cultures, we're from different backgrounds, we're from different places in our life. And this guy, only I only felt trust around him. I only felt secure, I only felt protection. I only felt like, honestly, he had a best interest of all the women that I was around. So woo, that took me away, that blew me away. Yeah, the church we talk about is abundant grace, Christian church. 
and even when I went there, like yeah. I, I, I was like, man, I love the community here. I love that we have brothers here. Like when I say brothers, like real life brothers, like when you need a ride, they got you. Or if it's just incurred, hey sis, you looking nice today. But yeah. that's all that it is. Yeah, it's nothing more. Nothing more. So I, I just, it. I just love them. Like I'm going to back to the east, uh, west coast today, and one of my brothers was like, man, I'm gonna try to see you before you leave. But if not, you know. I'm like, oh, okay, good. Praise, praise the Lord. <laughs> and so we just, oh, we're just really thankful for the brothers at that church. There. Amen. There. Shout out to the brothers. You guys are amazing. <laughs> healing, healing the sisters out here. <laughs> for real, for real. So what, when I first met you in, in 2019, mm -hmm. you mm. were in a different place. You, wow. um, yeah. Yeah. your perceptions, your, your paradigms of, of like men and just yeah. women leadership christian leadership yeah you kind of talked about it in there kind of tell us how you you even were perceiving something then perceiving something along your healing journey and how it turned into your perception now wow uh it, it started from all the lies of satan really so i just was hearing that like you know you're not accepted you're not wanted and so i i was really not even coming to some of the group activities i wasn't really letting people in because I, I was listening to the voice of Satan, even as a Christian, I was listening to the voice of Satan, like, yo, you really don't need to go here. You really don't need to do this. But as soon as I started to connect and open up, it was like healing began to just bust open in my heart and my mind, my body, my spirit. Like, um, and, and I have a mother um, in the church who is just amazing. And she walked me through slowly, but patient um, through that healing process, like calling me, checking in with me, praying with me, you know, praying things away from me. And um, it just showed me like trust. I was able to trust people. I was really able to trust people and people showed me that they cared about me even when I didn't know that I, I was giving off this vibe that I didn't care about them. I cared about them. I didn't know how to show that I cared about them. That was the hardest part is um, showing people my affection because of my hurt and because of my pain. And I, I wanted to express it. I just didn't know how words the words yeah and even when i heard her her testimony her her letter to sin i was like man i went through the same i went through a similar thing where i would be verbally abused by just men on the street just out of nowhere like men trying to cuss me out for whatever reason men trying to like act like they about to like literally hit me just you know because mm. they need healing and got whatever that Amen. helped them. Yeah. But, um, and even like men in leadership, like men in my school who were supposed to be men that were trustworthy or teachers or leaders or role models, but then they were sexually harassing students. And, you know, just, I just experienced that as well. So I was like, man, this is a real thing. Women yeah. experience yeah. this. This is true. Um, women experience abuse verbally, physically, mm -hmm. by family members, by people in power. But my favorite thing that I really loved about Gabby, your letter to Sin was you pointed the, you pointed the blame on the right person mm -hmm. or the right, you put the blame on the right object, which is Sin. Yeah. Um, and, and although people need to take responsibility for their actions, there is a, a aspect of it where it's like, this is not God's design. Mm. This is not God's design, but the this is the enemy's design, the adversary, the the one who wants to go against God and wants us to go against God. That's his design. Exactly. And when you when you see like, oh man, like this is happening to me, not because 
of this person, but because the devil is trying to take me out. out. Yeah. The devil is yeah. trying to take me out. But exactly. God wants to give me healing. Amen. God wants to set me free. Amen. God wants me to be in community. God yes. wants me to be open. Yeah. And how did you, how did you even get the courage to get up in front of everybody and share your story? And have you tried sharing your story before? How did that work out? Oh man, that's great. Uh, that's a great question. Actually, uh, because of uh, the, the leadership school of Ellie that we're working on and we're working on the great commission and the importance of evangelizing and going out there and we're learning the book of Acts and, um, we're learning the community aspect. And so I felt like I'm in a community, but the community doesn't really know me. So I had never shared my testimony with this family, with this community. And I do feel like many people were trying to figure out what I had going on or, or where was I coming from with God. And um, I felt like when I shared with my particular pastor and, you know, I know that he goes to God. I know he's a praying man and I know he really talks to the father and he, he deals with things in decency and in order. I felt like, okay, if he said he prayed about it, if he looked at you know the, the letter and he said, this is what I need you to share. I felt confident knowing that God is with this man who's telling me I'm gonna cover my daughter. My spiritual father covered me, but as well as my father, my, my, my heavenly father was covering me because when I shared the letter, the first time I did not feel peace. The second time I did not feel peace. This is the only time in my entire life I've ever shared my testimony and I felt complete peace. I, did, I wasn't afraid. I didn't feel anxiety. I didn't feel stress. I didn't feel fear. I felt nothing. I felt that this was the time God was saying, now open up your mouth and tell the people what you've gone through and what you've survived. Man, you like literally 10 minutes ago, you were talking about when you first came, right? And you were saying how you had kind of this guarded thing mm -hmm. coming on, but then like you were able to see, you know, Pastor Steve, you were able to see the brothers in the church opening up. You also said something too, is that you have to want to express. You mentioned that earlier about yeah. you got to want it. And so what would you, what would your encouragement be to women who are saying, man, I'm so, I'm so guarded. I'm so closed off. I don't want to trust people. I don't want to be open because I've just been through this pain. I've been through, I've been through so much hurt, mm -hmm. you know, what would your encouragement be to them? My encouragement would be, first of all, get around people that you know, you can trust. Like you have seen, you know, in various different uh, aspects, as far as like, um, going out to get coffee, going out to get ice cream. We went to get ice cream the other day um, and, and stuff like that. Really, you kind of get to pick up on people. You get to kind of know the feel of them. Can I trust them? Are they trustworthy? Uh, what kind of life do they live? And you kind of, you're do, like we say here at the church, we say, you know, we live life together. So we're, we're living life together. So we have people coming, we have people going, we have people we house, we have people we don't house, you know, for different reasons, because we know what we can handle. So I feel like you know your limit, but you don't know the limit of God. So with that being said, you have to open up to people that you know in your heart and through prayer that you can trust. And you need to do that when you feel the most comfortable. It took me about a year and some change to get to this place. I didn't just get to this place overnight because I was still hurt. I just had a conversation with our pastor and I was just telling him, listen, it was nothing you did to make me feel this way. Like, I, like I'm more closed off you never did anything to make me feel closed off. Nobody in the church has ever done this. This was all lies from Satan. 
that didn't want me to be in community with other women who were resilient, who were powerful, who had a story, who I could learn from, who I could trust, who I can grow from. I felt like um, many of the times I just, I wasn't intimidated. I just didn't feel like I had sometimes something to offer them. So I realized that now my encouragement to you is that no, no, without a shadow of a doubt, you have a story and you have something to offer other people and it's healing. Your story of what you've overcome or what you're going through now is still healing to people. Just, if you know, you're going through a journey and I like to say this is a journey, not a marathon. Take your time, heal, heal, get deliverance, get, you know, make sure you're staying in scripture, making sure you're with other women who think like you have the Christ-like mindset, because if you don't, people have you going out in the world, going clubbing, going do all various different things, and it's not healing for you. You're not getting anything out of it. You're just having a good moment, mm. but you need to have a, a life-changing uh, moment in your life. It needs to be like life-changing. So what happened with me, I didn't talk to many people. I was more standoffish. I didn't really want to deal with other people because I was okay with being closed off. That's the way I, I was living, isolated. But I realized with God and reading my scriptures, nobody was solely isolated, even biblically. <laughs> so I realized that maybe I'm Not doing something Jesus. right. <laughs> so I'm doing something wrong. So I'm obviously needing to uh, correct myself through repentance and say, I need to change this mind. This mind is not operating correctly. And I got around people who showed me their character the entire time was great. Like they, they had a Christ-like character, characteristics anyway. And I was like, ah. Oh. I can trust them. I can be around them. I can be open to them. Um, they're good people. And I, I started realizing I was my worst enemy and I needed to correct some things within me. And I'm still correcting some things within me um, because I'm, I'm able to see it. God, um, the, you know, as the devil even exposes things, I know that God can heal, fix and redeem things. So even if he does uh, try to condemn me, I know that God doesn't condemn me, but he corrects me. And so he correct me about how I was treating people and how he didn't want me to be out here isolated and alone, but he wanted me to be in community. And um, so I'm telling whoever is out there, you need to be in community. You need other girlfriends. You need people you can trust. Um, you need people that you can talk to and confide in because you cannot, again, you cannot do this by yourself. You really cannot. It's too much. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Cannot do it alone. You cannot do it by yourself. Cannot help us to distinguish because we can read the word of God and we mm -hmm. can pray, but sometimes even Christians, we confuse the voice of God with the voice of the enemy, mm -hmm. the adversary. Yeah. So how can we tell the difference when we're going through that mental, you know, those mind games that we be yeah. dealing with? How can we tell the difference between what God is saying and what the enemy is saying? Oh, wow. So one is when I realized what the devil was saying was completely opposite. I can tell that it was always negative and heavy. Mm. So if it was negative or heavy or opposite of what God has spoke to me about, like prior, I realized that that wasn't God. So if I had a thought like Dejanay is a mean person, I would be like, well, why is the enemy hitting me with Dejanay being a mean person? I just met Dejanay. And sometimes it's a uh, discerning spirit. You can discern things. Yeah, don't get me wrong. But why would she have anything against me? I just met her. So then I realized that maybe Satan is talking to me because he doesn't want me to meet Dejanay, the real Dejanay, and get to know Dejanay. So I push myself beyond those lies and say, well, Dejanay, how are you? Who are you? Where did you come from? What's your story? Because now I'm realizing I have to have a boldness to fight through Satan's lies. Because the voice of Satan sounds clear and it almost sounds accurate, but nothing good comes out of it. Only what God says is good and perfect. 
So I'm realizing the difference. Like if it's accusing me or anything like, it just seems not, I, I can't be at peace. I realize that that's Satan. If I'm having to tussle with it or, 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 or wrestle with it or anything like that, I, I'm realizing that that's not the ways of God. It's not leading me into pastors. It's not leading me into anything of peace. So I, clearly it can't be God. So for example, say like you're in a group of people, you, you're talking with them, you're getting to know them. How do you know when it's God speaking to you? Oh, well, because like an example. Yeah. So like, and for instance, (laughs) we had a situation actually. And, um, and I thought I was hearing things and I was like, cause I had just met Dejanae and I was like, oh man, God was like, reach out to her. And I was like, I don't really know her like that. You know what I'm saying? I'm not the person. My best friend is the more like friendlier, friendlier person. So I'm like, oh no. But I really felt like I needed to reach out to you. And that was the voice of God telling me, reach out to this girl. And I was like, no, nah, I don't know how she's going to perceive this. I, I, I don't know her, you know? So, so what I did was I was like, uh, but it was so peaceful. It was literally so peaceful. And then when you confirmed that you just needed that, that you really needed us to reach out and like offer things to you and help you. And I, I was like, wow, how many times have I not listened to the voice of God and put people and kept people in bondage when I could have helped free them through opening up my mouth and doing what he asked me to do through obedience? I don't know, but I, I'm still a work in progress. Yes, we all are. We all are. <laughs> still a work in progress here. <laughs> We all are, we all are, yes. And even when, that is so good. So the enemy will try, the adversary, the the voices in our head will try to pull us away Mm -hmm. from what is good, from what is beneficial, from what is progress. Yeah. Connection, connect, like you said, that community piece, we need connection. So if we have an experience in our lives, and what it sounds like is that if the experience is like pulling us away from people, If it's pulling us away from good things, then that needs to be checked. We need to give that to God, ask for healing mm-hmm. so we can move forward. Absolutely. It's, it's not only, we talked about this earlier, it's only hurting us. Absolutely. When we isolate ourselves, it's only hurting us. Yeah. When we're not in community and we're giving and they're giving to us, we're the ones missing out. Absolutely. And uh, you talked about that time when we were supposed to go to resting place. Mm-hmm and the battle and the can we kind of talk about that yeah 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 for sure so we were going to an event together to to worship basically to worship god and um my best friend she asked hey you want to go with me and dish and they to the uh to the resting place and i said oh (laughs) no and i was like no absolutely not and it was because it was already one it was already late so i was like no i'm not going with y'all and um and i was always like really when i when I start laying, you know, laying down, I start thinking, man, maybe I should have went. What was holding me back? Why didn't I really want to go? Like all these questions were coming to me. And I was like, um, why didn't I want to be in community with them? Like what was really pushing me backwards? And I realized that it was myself. Um, they had sent me an invite. So for me not to go was all in my head. Satan was lying. He was like, don't go with them. Don't do this. Don't do that. You know, and I was, and why would you go? What was the point? And I was like, wow. So, I mean, Satan is sick. Like, he's sick. So he comes in any way that you you kind of allow him. Remember that. Because he can't, he has no domain unless we allow him. So I let him play with my head instead of pushing through my emotions and saying, I'm going. Like, not thinking on it, but just going with the flow of things. And that's what I had to realize, too, is like, sometimes I just got to go with it. 
I don't understand it. I don't have to. God's there. He's already there. And you and you said this earlier, something about addressing things quick or yeah, going quick. after it quick. Yeah, because Satan, Satan will have you sitting there and thinking on something all day, all night about like maybe bills or maybe did your friend really say what she said to you? Did it offend you? Or did your brother do this or that? And you're constantly battling in your head for hours, maybe days, maybe weeks, even months. And it's it's not peaceful. Your mind is like still going about a topic that they probably already forgotten about. And two, if you can't fix your financial situation at the moment, God's working through that. Like he knows your situation. So it's just like, why are you stressing? Why are you so worried? Um, and I just felt like it was a form of bondage um, when I kept thinking on it. So now I just say, okay, that thought comes. It doesn't seem peaceful. It doesn't seem of God. Boom. I got to let it go. Even with my boss, I confront it very soon, like very early on. I, I say, okay, oh, doesn't they said, oh, this about the pizza. The pizza wasn't that good. I may cook something, right? And it's like, oh, doesn't. And then all day long, I'm thinking about the pizza. I, I wasn't, the pizza wasn't good enough for her. It wasn't good enough for her. It wasn't good enough. And I know that that's Satan attacking me all day long about the pizza. <laughs> and it's not that it's merely even about the pizza. It was just like, oh, just a, a, a small mistake. It wasn't even about it, but Satan will have you thinking on something for hours and hours and hours. And God wants you free. He doesn't want you thinking about that. He doesn't want you uh, sitting there pondering on things for so long. Like he set you free. You're done. It's over. Over. It's Come over. on. Let's go. <laughs> it's over. It's over. It's over. So we're going to, we're coming to the end of this amazing episode. This is awesome. I forgot to even say that. Gabby is actually a doctor. She has her yeah. doctorate. She's an author. She yeah. wrote several books. Yeah. This woman has traveled all Hallelujah. the world. She is a minister. She is a speaker. She's an educator. Yeah. This woman is amazing. She started her own uh, business. She had a business partner back in North Carolina. Yeah. So I forgot to add all that amazingness. But this woman, God, she's super powerful. God is using her. And any last words for the, for the listeners before we close out? I just say, like, if you want to connect, please reach out to Dejanae or um, however you, however you get this message, um, just reach out. Um, I'm open to helping people, especially if you're dealing with some stuff like pride issues, identity confusion, um, just coming into your womanhood. I'm still growing. I haven't arrived yet, but I'm, I'm here to help. I'm here to help you blossom into what God wants you to be. Amen. And how can people find you on social media? On social media, um, I'm God's chosen vessel on Instagram. And then on uh, Facebook, I'm Gabrielle Fushi. And you can just look me up and find me on there. I do have a website, but I'm still working on it. So if you, if you find me on Facebook, I can move you and show you how to get to my website. Awesome. Thank you, Gabby, for yeah, coming on the show today. Sure. That was amazing. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in. And we'll see you on the next episode. Let's go.